Oh, the updated standings for goals per game in the Stanley Cup playoffs all time. Mario Lemieux is still number one at .710. Mike Bossy, the sniper from the New York Islanders dynasty in the early 80s, is number two at .659. And now, at number three, having recently passed Barry Paterson, Rocket Richard, and Cam Neely, is Jake Gensel of the Penguins at .657. Hey, Mario. Hey, Bossy. Get out the way. Because Jake and Bake is coming for you. And guess what, you two you just made bastards? The you jumped the gun, Bob. Play it again. In fact, let, let me do it over. And guess what, you two old bastards? You just made the list. That went well. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Uh, Mario, if you're listening, I'm just kidding about the old bastard part, but uh, this is amazing. Gensel has 10 goals in 10 playoff games this year. He had 13 goals in last year's playoffs, which led the league. He has 23 goals in 35 playoff games on his career. That isn't Rocket Richard good. That's better than Rocket Richard. Can Gensel keep it up? I hope so. Because besides him and Sid, nobody else is scoring. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I really enjoyed last night's game. Max Talbot in the house. Ryan Shazier sitting on the glass. He stood up to wave a, a towel. When he sat back down, he sat on his kit. Dude, don't sit on your kit. Uh, and i got to go back not only to the two goals by Gensel and another otherworldly effort by the captain, Sidney Crosby, last night, but Evgeny Malkin going horizontal to whack that puck in just a couple inches over the goal line, which turned out to win the game. It goes to show you what a fine line it is, how close the margin can really be. And full marks to Gino for that effort. Full marks to the Penguins for playing such a great defensive third period. Especially the sixth defenseman. I thought that was Chad Ruedel's best game, certainly of these playoffs, and maybe his best game as a Penguin ever. And Chris Letang really, really did take over in the third period. So... Uh, well done by the Penguins last night. Matt Murray. The Penguins cut down the shots against. Ovi didn't get one shot on goal. But Matt Murray made a few good saves. And more to the point, the only goal that did go in, he couldn't have possibly stopped. And i got to give credit where it's due. Nick Backstrom put that puck right on Oshie's stick in a small space with just the right amount of weight on it so Oshie could get rid of it quickly and get a lot on it. With a lot of accuracy. You know what I heard last night? Somebody told me. And who knows if it's true, but this was a guy who works covering the Washington Capitals. He said Backstrom hates Ovi. Like, not that Ovi hates Backstrom. Not that it's mutual. And it's not hockey related. The Backstrom just thinks, oh, she, just thinks, excuse me, Backstrom just thinks Ovechkin 
is a rotten human being. But that said, I've never heard anybody else speak ill of Ovi. But then again, there are certain people I hate, and I can think of one who just left this mortal coil recently, that everybody else seems to love. So you never know. Let's go to Chris in Richmond, Virginia. Chris, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, I was just wondering what you think about if there will be, in these last two or three games, any impact of the Capitals playing almost a full extra game of hockey in overtime in their first uh, series against the Blue Jackets. Is that possible, Chris? It is. Uh, it's doubtful. I think the biggest single factor in the series right now, moving forward, and this is more mental than physical, I think the Capitals are ready to use Tom Wilson as an excuse for losing. Ready to blame his suspension. We got screwed. That's why we lost. I think this is a team that's used to losing, just needs a reason, and now they got one. They do seem very frustrated, more frustrated than the Penguins seem about losing uh, Aston Reese, but they might have a bigger loss than us on that one. Uh, I'm not sold that Tom Wilson's this great player. Is he playing a bigger role for the Caps than Aston Reese for the Penguins? Absolutely, but it's Tom Wilson's fault he's not playing. And that's why it struck me as just so idiotic that T.J. Oshie, to be fair, he is an idiot, uh, was talking about how they feel Wilson was taken away from them. How are the Penguins supposed to feel about Zach Aston Reese? But that's the Capitals. That's why they don't win. Well, it's not why they don't win, but it's a reflection of never having won. They just don't see the big picture. They're just not at all inclined to consider it. Let's go to Mark in the car. Mark, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Great. Hey, is it more an alarming thing that the depth is not just not scoring but not really generating chances, or is that okay because the series is still 2-2? Two to two? They're kind of due. Who's kind of due? The depth players, such as Kessel. Oh, Bristol, bro, I have a library book at my house that's been overdue for like 25 years. No, how old was, my God, I've had this overdue library book. I wonder if the library even still exists. Is there still a Carnegie Library on the north side? I like a, my mom's house, which I still own, a library book that's been sitting there for like 45 years or something like that. And you they're not calling to, to get it back. You can afford to pay for that. They're not calling to get it back. That do stuff, that, that, that doesn't apply to those who think uh, realistically about sports. Like, 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 if you want to say Connor Sherry is due to score, I would bet you he doesn't score in this series. That's the way I would wager. Let's go now to our good friend. Let me sing him a song. Mohammed Salah, a gift from Allah. He came from Roma and brought us goals. He is Bob, the Egyptian magician. Hello, my friend. Hi, Mark. Ah. Listen, first of all, I want to say that uh, Malkin Goal reminded me of uh, Philadelphia's uh, series, uh, I think it was 2009, after Talbot got, uh, basically he dove in the same way and he scored. Uh, as far as the, uh, I know everybody did their best and uh, uh, Capitals basically came in to win this game and go up 3-1 and they put up their best best. Their best game that, That's a good point, Bob. Let me expand on that a little bit. I thought the Capitals played really well last night and still couldn't win. In fact, 
I think they have played their better hockey in these first four games. I, I think they've played to more of their potential than the Penguins have, certainly, and it's still two games to two. Uh, last night, I, I thought that uh, that was their best. Now, I, I tell you, uh, you know, everybody played, everybody did, did uh, their best, and uh, it was amazing to watch the whole thing. It was amazing. But I have to go back to Murray, and uh, without Murray, we lose that game, and here's why. For instance, in the late game, right before the Malkin goal, they had a, a power play, I think twice or something like that, and... Uh, they had good, in one power play, they had good at least six chances. And Murray stopped them all. And then, you know, uh, we scored, and uh, that, that, was, uh, that was a dagger. And uh, I, I tell you one thing, Simon, I, I, I'm, I agree with you as far as, uh, I, until yesterday, I, did, uh, I was kind of confused why he's doing, why is he playing? But he did good, believe it or not. He he played very good. I don't know, today. Bob. I, I I don't want him on Crosby's line. Well, I, I, but he's I gonna don't be. know why Coach did it, though. I don't he's know. He's going to be. Bob, great stuff. We appreciate the call. And let me remind you, we've conquered all of Europe. We're never going to stop. From Palestine to Turkey, we've won the effing lot. We got Vince Trocheck at 5.30. I want your hockey calls next. I, I meant what I said just a moment ago. The Capitals might have their excuse for losing. They got screwed because Wilson got suspended. Sometimes when you're chicken-hearted, you look for that excuse. You want that excuse. And now they have it. And you know what? I can call them chicken-hearted. You know how I know that they are? Because they've never won a playoff series against this group of Penguins. The OV-Crosby rivalry is Pittsburgh 3, Capital 0. And until that changes, I know what they are, and so do they. I need lots of calls because I'm really burnt out. This has been a tough week for whatever reason. Not really tough. Not like I, you know, work on a loading dock. Actually kind of easy, just in big picture type terminology. Anyway, call. 412-333-WXDX, Vince Trocheck at the bottom of the hour here on Florida Panthers Radio, 105.9 The X. This is Jake Enzo of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden in the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. Matt Harvey got cut by the New York Mets. Remember when he was the flavor du jour, the next big thing in pitching? He refused a minor league assignment, so he's been DFA'd. Wow. I'll be at Cal's Canteen in McKeesport tomorrow night to watch the game. That's going to be a lot of fun. Penguins viewing party. Be sure to stop. And we've got Vince Trocek and the Florida Panthers on at 5.30. That's just a few moments away. Right now, let's talk to Brian on Route 8. Brian, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. What up? Hey, did you happen to hear uh, Gino's post game at all last night? Uh, a little bit of it. Why? Just wondering what your thoughts were about uh, him talking about uh, Gensel blocking shots and he himself dropping down and doing that. And just the fact that he had the, uh, uh, you don't usually get it from Gino talking about the Game 7 mentality this early in a series, but it, just, it was nice to see him focus. I think Gino's been focused in every playoff game this year, last year, the year before. I think he's been brilliant. 
Uh, I didn't see him dive to block a shot. That might have been an exaggeration, but he did hit the deck to score a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, it, it's just nice to see that maturity level coming out in uh, in Malkin and, and him really taking the uh, dude. He's what thirty two by the range. Yeah, but he doesn't always play with that discipline out there. Oh, he has for quite some time. You're wrong about that. Dating back two or three years, Gino has been a 200 foot player, and he's cut down his penalty steadily. Although I think he has a penalty in every game this series. Oh, by the way, I've been saying uh, the Penguins have played 305 games since October of 2016. I actually meant 2015. Because, of course, the the corrections department on Twitter gleefully pointed out, Ah, you made a mistake, fat ass! You should be on the radio, fat ass! And yet somehow the check's still going to clear. Let's go to Eric in Washington. Eric, you're on with the super genius. Help. Hang up. I will hang up and dial again. Thank you. Let's go to John in Steubenville. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, my question for you today is with uh, the Wilson suspension, um, You have uh, they moved up Smith-Pelly. Now, do you feel that he is a good replacement for him? Uh, do you think he's going to be able to play against the top line of the Pens this whole, the rest of the series? Why not? I mean, is he really that much lesser a player than Tom Wilson? No, I, I wouldn't say that. Tom Wilson's career high for goals before this year was seven. No, he had 14 I, this year, but that's because he's on Ovi's line. Tom Wilson is a mediocre talent, albeit a menacing figure out there. Do you do you think, though, that uh, maybe the chemistry that Wilson had with, those, with the top line is a little bit better? I think they would they, rather have Wilson, but what would you have done? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Jason Mackey was on earlier, and he said he thought that they should have rearranged their lines to, to try to replace Wilson better, and and try to jumpstart each of the top two lines. How you do that, I don't know. Let's not forget, they don't have that many good forwards. That's why Tom Wilson's on their first line, because they don't have that many good forwards. Let's go to Sue and Moon. Sue, you're on with Double M. Hello, Mr. Madden. Hi, Sue. I would, I'd like to preface this call by saying I am not a fan of Murray. And That's because you're a Flurry that- fan. Well, I am just a Barrasso fan, which I know you don't really Goodbye. like him. But let- yeah, that's that's you have nothing to say if you're a Barrasso fan. Goodbye. Up next, going to be very exciting. Yesterday, we said you had to have a certain pedigree to present yourself as having more knowledge because you played hockey. My guest next got a hold of me, and he fits the description from the NHL's Florida Panthers and formerly of Upper Saint Clair. It's 31 goal scorer Vince Trocheck. He's just around the corner on 1059X. This is Evgeny Malkin, and you are listening to Mark Madden on 1059X. My guest right now is a Pittsburgh guy. He scored a career high 31 goals this year with the Florida Panthers, and he can play. X of Upper St. Clair, he is Vince Trocheck. Uh, Vince, welcome aboard, and wow, 31 goals. You had to be happy with your season, man. That's pretty good production. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty good season. Uh, and for myself, obviously, it would have been a little bit nicer if we were playing in the playoffs right now. But, uh, yeah, overall, pretty good season. What's the secret to scoring goals in the NHL? Because scoring's been done in general for a couple years now. It seems like the blue paint is where you want to go. Yeah, I mean, the goalies just keep getting bigger and better. So it's, lot, it's getting a lot tougher to score goals now. Um, I think, for me, I'm not exactly the biggest guy in the world, so it's just shooting the puck as much as I can. I think this year I had the most 
shots that I've had in my career, and I think that kind of contributed to it. Now, you guys were red hot the last two months of the season or so and just missed the playoffs. What made you guys heat up and make a run? Because you fell just short. I mean, early on, I think it had a lot to do with us just having a new, a completely new system. I mean, new coaching staff, uh, a lot of new faces. So it was a little bit of an adjustment period early on. And then uh, I think about halfway through the season, we kind of all bought in, finally figured out the system, figured everything out. And um, once we were kind of comfortable with each other, that kind of got us rolling. There's a lot of pretty good players on that team, isn't there? Like you got uh, Barkov, yourself. You got uh, Luongo in goal. You got Ekblad. Uh, that's a team with the future, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of guys that go under the radar in Florida. Uh, like you said, Barkov, he doesn't get talked about as much as he should. I mean, that guy, he's definitely one of the best players in the league. If you, if you watch him on a daily basis like we do down in Florida, you'd understand. It, the stuff that he does with the puck, uh, positionally, just just about every aspect of his game is phenomenal. Um, a lot of young guys on our team that can that can definitely take it to the next level. Like you said, Ekblad. Uh, Yandel's a guy on our team who who's a great veteran guy, awesome player, plays uh, one of the better guys to run the power play in, in the league. Uh, Huberto, there's a bunch of guys down here that definitely are, are young and talented. Now, uh, you got four years left on your deal. Do you feel like uh, you know? A, 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 I mean, I'm sure you think you're going to make the playoffs next year, but can you guys even make a run in the playoffs? Is the potential there with this group? The potential for the playoffs next year? Well, not just to make it, but to, but to have a run while you're still in Florida these next four years. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential. Like I said, there's, it's an extremely young team, and everybody's kind of we're growing as a team together, which is I think a big thing uh, for us going forward in the next few years. I think that'll that'll contribute to a lot of success. Um, the amount of guys that we have on our team that are that are kind of just just scratching the surface with the seasons that they've had. Uh, once they hit that next level, I think will be a will be a threat. Now, you mentioned that uh, Barkov kind of gets lost in the shuffle playing for Florida, and I, and I think that's true, Vince, but what are the pros and cons of playing in Florida? I mean, for one thing, it's Florida. It's a great climate. Uh, you have a lot of fans, but hockey's not the be-all, end-all. Then again, you can't get, like you said, lost in the shuffle. Talk about the pros and cons of being there. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, you can't beat the weather. It's phenomenal weather all year round, and... Um, it's just, I mean, it's a great city to live in. Fort Lauderdale is where the majority of the guys live, and it, it's uh, homey. It's nice. Everybody kind of lives within a mile of each other, so it's nice down there uh, in, in terms of that. Obviously, we don't have the kind of the, the draw that the, the Pittsburghs, the Torontos, those kind of teams have. Um, but I think it's just a matter of us winning, and, and I think that's no matter where you go. As long as the team's winning, you're going to draw fans. Um and I think even when, even this past season, when we started to go, when we started to win, we went on that little run in the second half of the season. We started to get a lot more fans. First half of the season, let's be honest, we, we were playing terrible, and, and all the fans kind of just laid off a little bit. Now, are you still a Pens fan? Do you root for the Penguins, like right now, for example? Not a Pens fan anymore. Um, I kind of just. I watch and try to learn a few things from, from some guys. Obviously, there's guys in the Penguins that I can learn from a lot. Uh, Sid's one of them that, that I kind of watch in the playoffs and just kind of watch him positionally, see what he's doing, and try to make myself a little bit better. But uh, when it comes to being a fan, it's, it's tough to be a fan whenever you're playing against these guys. No, I agree. That's very professional, so there's no uh, rooting interest. But but one thing I'm sure you did get a kick out of, Yarmer Yager was your teammate in Florida for a while. 
Uh, he was obviously a Penguins legend. What was that like? I know you wrote a story about it for the Players' Tribune. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was nothing that I ever thought of that, that was going to happen. Obviously, I mean, he's forty-five years old playing with me, and whenever I was growing up, I never thought there'd be the chance that that he'd even still be in the league, let alone I'd be playing with him. Um, and then whenever I was able to play with him, it was just kind of like just playing with a a myth. Like he didn't he didn't exist, and um, he was such a nice guy. He acted like he was seventeen, eight years, eighteen years old, like just such a goofy joking guy like around the locker room loved to joke around and it was really surreal to kind of play with him and, and look back on the past whenever I was watching him and Lemieux tear it up we're talking to Vince Trocek and the Florida Panthers here on the home of the Penguins 105.9 the X uh, Vince uh, what's your take on all the headshots in the league a lot in the playoffs in particular have you been on the receiving end of a headshot per se and what can hockey do to solve that problem uh, I've been on the receiving end of a few. I mean, there's obviously me being a little bit of a smaller guy. It's going to happen a little more frequently than it is for, for some of the bigger guys. And I think it's just a matter of, I mean, player safety's got to step in. And, and the more suspensions they hand out, the, the more they bear down on it and, and and crack down on that, then the less it's going to happen. I mean, guys don't want to get suspended. They're losing a lot of money when they get suspended in the regular season. And obviously nobody wants to miss teams in the playoffs. So, um it's basically just up to them. If you penalize every headshot, like Ken Dryden, the former goalie, suggests, would that necessarily take hitting out of the game, Vince? Because that's what some of the talking heads on TV would have us believe. No. I, I don't even think it'd be close to like, getting rid of headshots completely. It's just a matter of, I mean, guys, they're few and far between. The, the headshots, I mean, they, they come in at such rare occasions and I mean, you can limit yourself from jumping, obviously. Like, I'm not going to hit a guy in the head unless I jump. So if I just don't jump, I won't hit anybody in the head. If there's guys blindside shots, make sure that, I mean, it's not a blindside hit, then there's a good chance you're going to hit him in the chest or in the shoulder. It's just a matter of kind of picking your spots. And it it definitely won't eliminate hits. Now, Vince, you left Pittsburgh at 13 to move to Detroit to play elite youth hockey. Uh, I know your whole family moved, but still, that must have been difficult. Talk about that. Yeah, so the first year I, I moved to Detroit, it was kind of just a back-and-forth thing. Me and my dad would drive back and forth from, from Pittsburgh to Detroit for practices. And I was even still going to school in uh, up St. Clair. This was like eighth grade, I think. Um, I missed like 50 days of school. They made me go to court for it. My par- They thought my parents were abusing me and not letting me go to school. It was a disaster. Uh, but then uh, after that, I moved up. The, the Illich family kind of took me in and and let me uh, stay with them while I was playing for Little Caesars. Wait a minute, you stay with the Illich family? Yeah, so Illich, Mike Illich's grandson was on my team, and his daughter um, let me live with them for, I think it was two years, before my family finally moved to Birmingham, Michigan. So I was definitely in good hands, and it wasn't anything that was traumatic. I imagine the Illich family had, had a nice house, right? Yeah, they had... So it was Mike had a house, and then all his kids were all on the same street, and they all had some pretty nice houses. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I guess it wasn't quite as tough as I thought. Uh, Vince, yeah. there's a lot of Pittsburgh guys in the NHL now, just to name a few. You, Matt Barkowski, J.T. Miller, Brandon Saad, John Gibson. Do you guys all necessarily know each other? What's the connection like between you and the other Pittsburgh guys? Yeah, so in the summer, I mean, it's, there's not too many guys, like you said, that, 
say they're from Pittsburgh, they're playing in NHL, so it's, it's kind of, for us to get any sort of work done in the summer, we kind of get, we all have to get together, go on the ice together, and just to have a little bit of competition. Uh, so we all know each other pretty well. I mean, a few of them are, are the same age as me. I mean, Stephen John, uh, JT, Gibson, Sauter, we're all around the same age, so we kind of grew up together. Um, and I played with Brandon and, and Saginaw on the OHL too, uh, even after knowing him growing up, so. We know we know each other quite well. Now, uh, you probably would have played for the U.S. in the Olympics this year if the NHL had gone to Pyeongchang. Uh, what's your feeling there, Vince? And do you think NHL players will again someday play in the Olympics? Uh, I mean, it's tough. I, obviously, if there was a chance that I was going to play, then it does suck. Obviously, everybody wants to be. I mean, to be a part of the Olympics is. It's huge. It's it's definitely a great honor. So, if there was a chance and I did miss out on that chance, it sucks. But um, it is what it is. They did do the whole world cha- or the World Cup, which I got to be a part of. Um, right, you were on Team North America. That was a pretty cool team to play for, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that team had so many young stars. It was even when I was on the bench. It was just fun to watch some guys, some of those guys <laughs> go out there and what they were doing. It was insane. Now uh, I'm told you're going to the Kentucky Derby. Is that right? Yeah, I'm actually in Kentucky right now. Who do you like? I mean, if you talk to Edzo yet, you know you're going to find Edzo, right? I need I need to find Edzo because he's got all the picks. I need to find him before I start making bets. But uh, our owner, uh, the Florida Panthers owner, has three horses here, so his horse tomorrow is Vino Rose. Well, now Edzo told me good magic. Good magic's going off at twelve to one, but but I got to get a hold of Edzo too because he like has all those wheel bets, all those. Crazy things the horse racing junkies bet on. So if you get a hold of him, tell him to get a hold of me. <laughs> I definitely, I'm going to get a hold of him before tomorrow. That's for sure. Vince, hey, this was long overdue. Great stuff. Thank you for joining me, and let's do it again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, Mark. That's Vince Trocheck. Great guy, great player. 31 goals. Wow. And, you know, he was, like, doing the modest thing. If the U.S. would have gone to the Olympics, he'd have been on the Olympic team. No question. Come on, 31 goals? And, you know, one thing I've never done, and I not because I'm not welcome, because Bart always tells me those guys do get together to rink. All the NHL guys, they, they like, work out together on the ice. Some of them, I won't say who, play in adult leagues around Pittsburgh because they just like to play so much. I won't say who not to, you know, I, I, I don't think their teams would like it. 412-333. Yeah, look at that lineup. Barkowski, Miller, Saad, Gibson. I forgot to mention Stephen Johns. Good guy, good player, good defenseman. Um, just Pittsburgh is hockey time. I didn't know he lived with the Illiches. Heck, I want to live with the Illiches. Free Little Caesars? It'll be awesome. Actually, free. I mean, I that amount, I mean, I like to think I have money. I have like one one millionth of what the Illiches have. Time not to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. Don't forget, a McCall's Cantina to watch the hockey game tomorrow night. That's a McKeesport. But right now, ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. This is Patrick Hornquist of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 1059DX. Time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so check out Chapino in the strip. Liverpool-Chelsea on Sunday. If Liverpool win, they clinch Champions League again next year. Then, of course, boy, 
It's a long time till the Champions League final, May 26th, three weeks from tomorrow. Should I go to Kiev? I'm serious. Bob McLaughlin's laughing. I'm actually considering it. That's a tough trip, though. If that, if it was like Paris, or or like you know someplace more accessible, it's Kiev. That's going to be like an eleven-hour flight between, you know, switching planes and all that. Let's go to Pablo in Uniontown. Pablo, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, what do you look for in a great guitarist? That they're good at shredding solos. Or that they're good at just simply writing music? Both. Why can't you be both? Look at Red Beach. Great shredder, great songwriter. Why can't you be both? Michael Schenker, well, great sh- shredder, great songwriter. I guess I say that just because of the difference between the Young Brothers and ACDC, how Angus is a good shredder, but Malcolm is a great like writer. I wouldn't even say Angus is a great shredder. I, you know, I think he's pretty good, but they wrote great songs. If, if, you know what? It's more important to write songs because if you're a great shredder but can't write songs, I'll give you a few examples. Jeff Beck, respected as a guitar player, underachieved on his career. Steve Vai, same thing. Joe Bonamassa, same thing. Joe Satriani, same thing. I could go on and on. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Damn right I'm right. Let's go to Mike and Kennedy. Kennedy! You're on 105.9 The X. Ask Mark anything. Mark, huge fan, huge fan. Right. Uh, uh, you're younger than you, so I appreciate your musical acumen is, you know, outstanding. But you never give any fanboy love to Rush or Iron Maiden. Or Rush stinks, to a lesser that's why. Extent, lesser extent. Uh, Rush Queen stinks. Drake. They stink. No, you won't get any arguments. They're McLaughlin's favorite group, but they stink. Iron Maiden I really like. I, I just like, there's some groups, like, here's how I differentiate groups, okay? You ready? Sure. If I don't like a group, I go, won't go see them anywhere. Right. If I kind of like a group, I'll see them here. Case in point, well, I'd go, I traveled to see Def Leppard. But like Journey's playing with Def Leppard, I wouldn't travel to see Journey, but I, I do like Journey, we'll see them here. Then there's some groups I would go anywhere to see. Iron Maiden is a group I would see here, and that's it. Or if they were in Vegas at the same week I happened to be there, or, you know, it was it was the same week as a group I really wanted to see. I would go see them. I really like Maiden. I think, though, once you get past their first, you know, how many albums? Maybe four or five? Four or five, yeah. It's a bit samey after that. And I don't think anything ever topped Number of the Beast, do you? Mm, that's a pretty damn good album. You know what I would have loved to have heard? Maybe, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised. You know what's funny? This would have been kind of cheesy. I'm surprised they never did it. The, what was the, the the original album? There was only there were two albums with Paul Diano singing, right? Right, right. Killers and I don't even remember. The and first Iron Maiden, uh, yeah, self-titled. Yeah. I'm amazed they never re-recorded those albums with Dickinson. I saw Rob Halford uh, open up for it when he after he the uh, Jewish preachers broke. It was Halford, Dio, and Maiden at Starlaker Post Gazette or whatever it was. That had nothing to do with what I said, but thank you. Let's go to Nick in Upper Saint Clair. Nick, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Uh, got a question, two-parter, I guess. What's the best wrestling match you've seen live, and what's the best wrestling match you've ever seen? Well, you see, you're talking about best or favorite. I mean, I, I the best ma- my favorite match live was the Ric Flair Rumble in 92, when Flair was in the Rumble for 60 minutes and won the WWE title. Was that okay. technically the best one I ever saw live? You know, probably not. Obviously not, but that's the one I remember the most. 
My favorite matches I ever saw on TV are the Flair Steamboat Series in 1989, all three matches, and the Flair Funk Series in 1989, especially the I Quit match from Troy, New York. Right, right. Steamboat seemed to have a lot of good matches. I, I liked him with Macho Man in WrestleMania. Steamboat Flair is the best wrestling rivalry in terms of in-ring action ever. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong, and I would slap you if you were here. Let's go to Mike. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, do you know of any guys that are coming up in, say, college hockey or the juniors that are from Pittsburgh that may be the next guys that are in the NHL? Uh, I'm sure I could think of some, but I'm not concerned about that right now. Let's go to Rick. I mean, I, you know, I mean, like, you want me to rack my brain in the last 90 seconds of the show for the week? Let's go to Rick in Bellevue. Scorpions. What do you mean? They're great. They they're, do both. They're pretty good. Yeah, well, anyways, you know, my question is... Can't live, can't live without you. You know, they they uh, don't... Can't live, to wanna... can't live without you. They don't want to call penalties on hits that can Who are the Scorpions? No. What are you going to do, call Matthias Jabs for for hooking? Come on, you Reds. Come on, you Pens. I'll see everyone at Cal's Canteen in McKeesport tomorrow night. Be there or be slapped in the mouth. 105.9 The X.